welcome back to another episode of the Extra Point, episode 23 of our season so far. Yep, moving along. Here with Bobby. Bobby, what's going on, buddy? What's going on? Everything good? How yep. are you doing, Wes? All good. I can't complain right now, at least. Well, I guess I could, but nobody would be listening. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, uh, so we're going to dive right into it today. Got a lot to cover. Uh, still working with to get Nick Sorensen on. Uh, I know he's very, very busy right now, So, but we still have plans to get him on. He's very eager still to be on the show. I know, Bobby, you've reached out to him uh, a few times. Yeah, you know, they had a bye last week, and um, I know that a lot of teams, um, you know, NFL teams are off on Mondays. I mean, not off, but it's more of a, you know, player injury rehab day, and I'm not sure what the coaches you know, do, I'm sure they all work, you know, around the clock and that's definitely going to be something that we're going to talk to Nick about, but, um, we're kind of just working on his schedule right now. And as soon as it happens, which will happen, um, I'll be on. He's looking forward to it. Yep. We'll be delighted to have him again. Can't wait. Uh, let's go ahead and dive straight into this. we got a few topics to touch base on. We're going to go ahead and just jump into the first game, though, because that's where a lot of the talk is about. That's a big one. Yeah, so you had your Thursday night game, Steelers <laughs> versus Browns. Browns come away with a 21-7 victory, which was completely overshadowed by the fight that ended up right uh, that happened right at the end of the game. Uh, that fight being the Miles Garrett running his helmet into Mason Rudolph's head event. That has since landed in multiple players suspended. Obviously, the main one is being Miles Garrett. He is suspended indefinitely for the rest of the season, and that includes the playoffs. Should they somehow miraculously get there, it would include that as well. Uh, Steelers offensive lineman Marquise Pouncey suspended three games, for, uh, and he's also fined an undetermined amount at this moment right. uh, for kicking Miles Garrett in the helmet, punching him uh, in the face. In then, the face. Yeah. Um, Browns off uh, defensive lineman Larry uh, Ungajobi suspended one game and fined as well, and there are other players that will be fined, including Mason Rudolph. Right. When you saw that, what was your initial take on that? Uh, it, it was, you know, it was tough. Um, I, I'll be honest, I didn't watch it. I didn't stay up late for it, but as soon as I wake up in the morning, you know, obviously when I turned on the news, and I mean, it was, you know, that's all that it was on television. And um, personally, it, I mean, that was just a really black eye for the NFL. I mean, that's just obviously not something that you want to see. Um, we've always talked about in the past, you know, like, Whenever a guy's helmets come off, um, could you imagine somebody hitting him with another helmet in the head? Oh, and yeah. it finally happened. And um, Rudolph got very lucky because yes. the way that helmet, you know, landed over there, you know, on the bottom part, if he would have hit him with the crown part of that helmet, we might be talking about a whole different situation right now. Oh, yeah. And Miles um, Garrett, I mean, you know, he's, you know, I've read a lot of good things about him. I'm sure he's a really good guy. You know, in a heated uh, that was a heated battle. If you notice all game long, man, there was just some serious hitting going oh, on. Yeah. You know, Juju Smith got knocked out cold. Uh, the Washington, receiver, Washington from, got knocked out. It was yep. bleeding out of his ear. Those Randall gets ejected. Multiple ejections. Um, just not a way you want to see a game like that end. And um, just very, very unfortunate situation, especially like, you know, when you just kind of think about like young kids watching the game and they see something like that go down. And I know Miles Garrett, you know, probably, you know, he was very remorseful. He came yes, out with, you yes. know, with a statement and, uh, and he wasn't, you know, obviously like uh, defending himself by any means or whatnot. But I mean, people snap and obviously he yes. snapped, you know, like and your mind just goes in a mind frame in a game like that. Your mind goes in a different situation and uh, it's like a chemical imbalance or whatnot. And that definitely happened to him. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously anybody that watched the replay can tell you that this was definitely to an extent extent incited by mason rudolph after the play he'd pull in at miles garrett's helmet yeah. you know 
kind of kicking towards them. Now, I get that none of that is right and it shouldn't be condoned in any way, but you don't retaliate by throwing your helmet or throwing their helmet at, at their head or anything like that. I, I, I like you said, you, you kind of clarified it perfectly in the moment. It's a whole different experience. None of us can, you know, even right. begin to fathom what he, you know, what's going through his head at the moment in time, but just a bad decision, a bad call. And uh, hopefully he learns from it, like Freddie Kitchen says, because uh, he will have a lot of time to think about it. He is appealing. Um, that appeal will be heard by former player James Thrash, part of the uh, that's under the collective bargaining agreement. Um, they decide they he is one of the people that gets to decide that him and Derek Brooks. Um, he uh, James Thrash will be taking the head of this particular one as Miles Garrett is appealing. Right. Both teams find uh, I believe two hundred fifty thousand dollars in in the in the situation. For eight as seconds, well. eight seconds left in the game when the game was over. Yep, I, yeah. it's funny you say that because I was turning the game off here in the studio. I'm going yep. to the bedroom. I go, use the restroom, come back out, pop the TV on there, just listen to some post game, and think that, like you said, eight seconds left, the game's still going. So it's <clears throat> it's unfortunate that it happened so late in the game at that point. And again, another a, a big win for Cleveland, uh, overshadowed by something this this idiotic, unfortunately. Yeah, and you know, like <clears throat> when helmets come off, I just want to say this: like I was watching some replays. I don't know if you remember back in the day, like when Cortland Finnegan and Andre Johnson got in that big oh, yeah. street fight right oh, there. Oh yeah. It's one thing to throw fists when helmets are off, you know. I mean, that's that's one thing. But when you use, you know, a helmet like that, that's that's a weapon. And um, like I say, Rudolph is very fortunate that thing did not hit him from the crown of the helmet, like right there in the temple or something like that. Could have like crushed his. I mean, you'd be talking about some way different situations than suspensions. And um, yeah, just an ugly situation all around. Um, so the NFL was not enjoying that one right there. Agreed. Agreed. But big, and uh, you know, like, like you say, overshadowed by a huge. I mean, that was the best football game they, uh, Cleveland Browns played up and down, you know, all season long. They right played great. They played great. Yeah. You know, four interceptions, first time since they did that and since 2012. So they had a really good game, but, you know, unfortunately overshadowed by uh, some bad events. Yep. All right, let's go ahead and move into the rest of the game. So the big game of the week was supposed to be the Texans Ravens. It turned out to be more of a blowout for the Ravens. They went 41 to 7, improving to 8 and 2. And by this, by right now, improving, uh, Lamar Jackson's MVP talk. What's, you know, six wins I, in a row right now? I, yeah, not to mention that, you know, in the last month he's beaten, uh, what was it, Mahomes, Watson, and Brady? Um, yes. Or no. Uh, did they play Wilson? Or no. Mahomes, Wilson. Mark, Wilson. You're right. And I'm Wilson. Sorry. Yep, yep. Yep. So yeah. uh, he is dominating the league right now. He's taking out everybody. Uh, they've won four straight games by 14 is it four? points. Oh, by yeah. 14 or more. I think they won six total, but four Correct. by 14 or more. Yeah. Yep, they're 8 and 2 on the season, six straight, four by 14 or more in a row. Falcons get the big win over the Panthers, four straight wins versus the Panthers, which is kind of a crazy stat. We talked about it in last week's show, but I didn't think the streak would continue this week, but I'll be damned if it did. I don't know if the Falcons are just really playing great ball right now or the Panthers are just making a huge slide right now. Um, what do you think on that? Well, I, I think it's just been two divisional matchups in a row for the Falcons, so those are always going to be tight matchups, and they've been able to take really good advantage of it. And in my personal opinion, by both these teams, they could have been looking past Atlanta. You know, hey, right. New Orleans especially could be look, could have been looking past them, although I, I very much doubt it with the Drew Brees-led team that they look past anybody, including Sean Payton as well. Um, but I'll I could, tell you what, that Falcons offense um, has really started to explode here the last couple of weeks. To wake they're going to be playing some spoilers probably towards the end of the year if they keep this going on. Yeah, we'll definitely we'll, we'll wrap back around to this game later. Uh, probably with Matt. Yeah, well, Matt, when we call uh, him in. And, we'll have him on a little bit later. Uh, Dallas getting a narrow win versus the Lions, 35-27. Dak Prescott, 38 wins since 2016, only trailing Tom Brady. Really interesting stat right there. Yeah, I mean, Dak's playing great football right now. I mean, if it weren't for that, you know, Minnesota loss and the Jets lost earlier in the year, 
I mean, his numbers are speaking for themselves right now. I think Wes and I were just talking about this earlier. He's in the NFL and passing right now as far as in the yards. Um, just a little bit behind Phillip Rivers. Yep. No, he's in front of Phillip Rivers. Oh, he, I mean, I'm sorry. Phillip's only about, what, right. 40 or 50 yards behind? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's what I meant. But, um, I mean, the offense is, you know, offense is clicking. They can, they can show that they can win without Zeke having a big game. You know, Zeke was held, I think, God, like 2.2 yards of carry. He really didn't get that many carries. He did have two touchdowns, though, and he had one really nice screen pass touchdown where he did the whole little deck, you know, celebration. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw um, Michael Gallup. I mean, this kid's going to end up being a steal for us, man. Yes. I mean, he's um, showing, you know, that he's going to be um, a dominant receiver here in the NFL for a while. The defense, though, I mean, that's that's the story right now, man. Um, from what I saw, um, no man-to-man coverage. We're horrible in man-to-man coverage right now, and the tackling is horrendous. So that's something to definitely keep an eye out with the Cowboys. The front seven, the linebackers look pretty good, but that secondary is definitely going to be a cause for concern going forward. With the loss, uh, with the Eagles lost the Dallas Cowboys. And we lost have... Brown, and we lost Brown for the year too. Um, oh. Our safety or corner um, that just came out today. Yep. Oh, jeez. Um, with that with Philly loss, though, you guys do still hold the lead in the division, which is huge going forward. Uh, speaking yeah. of divisional matchups, Jacksonville gets throttled by the Colts, allowing 264 rushing yards, the most in 15 years the Colts have, have run on a team. And if I've said one thing on this podcast since the beginning, the way to beat Jacksonville is by running the ball. The third game this season, second consecutive game that Jacksonville has had a 200-yard rusher go against them, whether it be multiple or single rushers. Uh, that's, wow. that's, that's two times in a row and three times this year. It's getting to the point with that team where the defense is starting to become – it's not working. Um, whatever Wash is trying to do, it's not working. They played a very bad, too deep kind of coverage when they should should have been playing up front the entire game. Tackling is horrendous all over the place. Mac had a couple really just spins right off of people who couldn't flat out make a tackle. It looked like they were trying to punch the ball out, um, which they were completely whiffing on that. Miles Jack looked lost at times in the center, which was a problem as well. Um there's a lot of problems in that defense right now, and it's not – believe it or not, it's not the secondary. Right, so it's nobody can just secondary. sit here and say, oh, you shouldn't have got rid of Jalen Ramsey Correct. because I don't think that has anything to do with it, what's it, going on right now. No, it, it, you're exactly right. It's all run game. It's their their inability to stop the men up front, the front four, which you would think would they're be get, – They're not getting off of blocks. Well, like they should be getting not, off blocks. Well, that's the thing. They are getting off blocks, but teams are now game planning against that. They're getting behind the line, yep. and then you know, in turn, it's a run up the middle. It's a run up the right. side, and, and they're unable to catch back up. And because of the weak linebacker, that they have, they're unable to get to their get to their man quick. Uh, a lot it, of that might be adjustments too, coaches' adjustments. You know, yep. The time right there for that situation. Yep. Nick Nick Foles didn't look bad. Um, no, I thought he looked pretty decent yeah, from what I saw for his first game back after an injury like that. Definitely kicking off some rust, but seventy percent completion percentage isn't anything to you know look bad at. Uh, the defense, if they get stops early on, I see a lot more runs to Fournette, who averaged over four yards a rush. Uh, and you might see a different turnout, but because the defense couldn't stay solid early on, it was just a mess. They got a two-point uh, two, two conversion uh, intercepted and returned all the way. They missed field goal by Lambeau. Yeah, I saw that. It was tough. Uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of issues going forward. So now they are in a must-win situation for the rest of the year if they want to make the playoffs, and that's they're going to need a little help as well. Yeah, not your typical um, situation for the Jaguars as far as, you know, what team's putting up a lot of points on that, man. Know, they kind of really thrive off that defense. Exactly, and not not a good case going in the next week. We'll talk more about that later. Bills get the win versus the Dolphins, 37-20. to 20. John Brown, two receiving touchdowns. He's tied his career high. Uh, they move to 7-3 and three and continue their impressive season. The Broncos 
lose another heartbreaker to the Vikings. Up they were blo- weren't they blowing them out at one point? Was up, it like twenty one nothing, twenty one seven, twenty nothing, and twenty uh, nothing? Minnesota yeah. ended up getting a twenty point comeback uh, and winning twenty seven twenty three late. Uh, they got this is a Broncos team that's very good. They have to learn how to finish games. Yeah. Uh, Saints get the win as expected versus the Buccaneers. Michael we knew Thomas. they were going to have a rebound week after oh, the yeah. loss to the Falcons a week before. Yep, exactly right. Uh, Michael Thomas, first wide receiver with 90-plus receptions in the first 10 games of the season. He will, as long as he stays healthy, break this record. No question about it. He could shatter it, like you say, unless he gets injured. He should shatter that record by Marvin Harrison. Jets get the win 34-17 over the Redskins. They continue to look as dysfunctional as ever. Uh, you had Dwayne Haskins on the on the sideline pleading to his offensive line right. to help him, and they just kind of laughed it off. Jets get a, a big win that they needed, not versus an impressive team, so I'm not going to give them a whole lot of merit. Right. I'm not going to um, give them a lot. I mean, even though they're only three and seven, but it just seems like they're kind of trending in the right direction right now. One know? thing, well, one thing I will say about them this season: they are three and one versus the NFC East. Three yeah, there you the go. NFC they got our number so far. Oh, and yep. six versus all of their appointment uh, uh, opponents. That's kind of like the Cowboys right there, man. We own the, our division, the opposite. We own our division, but we can't beat anybody out of division except for last week, obviously. Cardinals uh, lose a clo- lose a close one to their 49ers. They played very well for the majority of the game. They lose 26-36. The 49ers move to 9-1 and one with their sole loss versus the Seahawks. Can I make a little nugget on that game right Get there? It. And I'm definitely going to represent my Washington boys, but – if you don't know this name, you hear about it. He was drafted in the second round. Buda Baker for the Cardinals, oh, yeah. a safety man, 15 tackles. He's, he's the leading. Real deal. The, I think he's leading the NFL or second in the NFL. And we, if we can maybe look that up later on here in the show, yeah. but he's up there leading tackles in the NFL. And Byron Murphy was right behind him with 13 tackles. So the two UW guys back there in the, in the secondary for the Cardinals. That um, they're a young team, though, West man. I think you know if Kyler Murray can continue to be a uh, you know, a quarterback, what a lot of people think he's mm-hmm. going to be. I think that team could be dangerous down the road. They're very young. We will see. Bengals move to 0-10, double-digit losses and no wins in the in the column. After taking a 10 nothing lead on the Raiders early, um, take the L to the Raiders, 17-10. to Raiders 6-4 and on the season in the playoff hunt. Uh, Max Crosby, uh, four sacks, most by an Oakland player since 2015. Oh, wow. Okay. So you're talking, uh, I believe that's uh, either very early or pre-Khalil Mack. So right. Yeah, that's that's very impressive yeah. to say the least. The Patriots Eagles game was was not the craziest of games, but at the end it did get very interesting. The Patriots come away with a win, seventeen to ten, moving to nine and one. Philly five and five on the season. Five of these last six matchups between these two teams uh, decided by one possession, and that does include the playoffs. And the Super Bowl, right? Correct. Yeah, and one thing I want to make a nugget about this game as well too is that a lot of people need to start thinking about. That Patriots offense isn't really looking like what they're – I think Tom Brady might have had a little comment yes, after the game. Very, right there, he's upset you know, with himself and that team. With, and he takes a lot of the – Brady's one of those that always takes the blame on yes. himself. If the offense doesn't go, he's not going to say, obviously, that you know the receivers aren't catching the ball, the line's not blocking like they should be. But definitely some concern for the uh, Patriots fans and faithful over there about that offense right now. Exactly right. Uh, Rams, Bears, Bears take an L to the Rams, 17-7. to But you know – uh, you had Todd Gurley with 133 yards. I wasn't really impressed that much by the uh, the Rams' offense. Uh, I think the fact that they have an awesome defense is the fact that they stayed in the game and won the game. They run the same kind of deal that the Jags had in 2017. Even the Bears had last year, where they're gonna if they can get up by about 17 to 20 points, right? They can win every. They're you know they have a chance to win every single game, but sure. they got to do it early, and that's kind of what happened in this game. Right. Uh, you, you, you get up early. Goff doesn't do a whole lot, you know, but. 
Gurley had a pretty good game, hundred like I said, 133 scrimmage yards, nothing crazy for him, but that's about what you're going to get out of him at best anymore. He's, you're just not going to get everything, and I am also hearing for Field Yates, um, Brandon Cooks is expected to play Monday yeah, night. Yeah, saw that today too. Yeah, But you're kind of right about that with the um, with the Rams, just kind of one of those teams kind of jump on somebody early right there and just um, kind of hold on, let the defenseman there is back type thing. Chargers give away a game versus the Chiefs and a game that four I picks that, by Philip Rivers was yeah, it? Yeah, if, uh, not I, only, I didn't watch any of this by the no, way. I, I can tell you a little bit about it. So the, this this was a game the Chargers should have won hands down. I mean, it wasn't even close. Mahomes had a bad game. Uh, I think 160 something yards passing. Yeah. Um, Philip Rivers got consistently put in good range, but like you said, interceptions. Four interceptions on the day just cost them, and and they couldn't get away with it. The pass rush was strong. Philip Rivers was trying to force things. You see, like, he's trying to anticipate things maybe two seconds ahead of time instead of, like, half a second ahead of time. He's trying to overcompensate with things. He's all over the place. Uh, this is his last year under contract with with, with the uh, Chargers as well. So I heard a couple of different things. There was one in particular I liked, and I think it was Will Kane that said it um, on ESPN. He said, you know, this is a perfect situation for the Chargers. This is a situation where they could, you know, have their cake and eat it too, so to, so to speak. You have... Um, and this is all contingent on kind of what Tua does, but you could re-sign him, probably get the hometown discount because he wants to stay and he lives in San, he still lives in San Diego. Yeah, and he's got a huge family with you yes. know nine, ten kids. I don't know whatever it is, but I mean, in right a situation now, like that, it's yeah. just hard to get up and move kids, you know. And um, I kind of I kind of agree with you. I mean, he'll definitely. I don't mean if he doesn't give him a hometown discount, then I don't think he stays. I think they're going to want to move, you yes. know, uh, in a different direction. But if they can get him and then say say somebody like a Tua enters the draft still, his draft stock will definitely drop. Yep. Um, so yep. you could probably get him for a steal later on after the first round. Because I think if he goes into the draft this year, he falls out of the first round. I think he might be like a situation, you know, like um, <clears throat> Jalen Smith. Like, like a Jalen Jack. Smith, you know, who's exactly some of those guys that were supposed to be, you know, top four or five picks and whatnot and then had those injuries and then, yeah, fell out. But one thing about Phillip Rivers, though, um, I noticed, and I don't know, you watched the game last night, that yeah. he – put themselves in position right they they had the last drive I yes mean, you know to go down and tie the game yes i don't think there's a quarterback in nfl history that i know that's put himself and a team in the same position in a position to win the game or the last drive where just something bad happens you know every time if you look at his numbers he doesn't have those game winning drive numbers you know like the um the brady's the mannings and all the other guys right there i mean great quarterback he'll be in the hall of fame but I was talking to a buddy of mine at work today, and they're just like they're laughing. Like I just don't know why every time this guy gets the ball, he always keeps his team in position yes, to win a game. Most you know? certainly, just something happens, you know. Every time, every time. Yeah. You had the uh, Seahawks, Packers, Titans, and Giants all on buys this week. If you're looking for those teams, they were not playing. They were be playing this week. week. They yeah. most certainly will, and we'll see what they do. Well, um, we do have a little bit more information and news to talk about. Obviously, we had the Colin Kaepernick saga play off in Atlanta, kind of circling back around to Atlanta. Yeah. Um, it was supposed to take place at the stadium. Names like Hugh Jackson were there to help out. You want to um, hold on uh, and hear Matt's perspective on that, too, because he kind of gave us a little good nugget about that last he week. He did. He did. He did. I'm gonna, eager to hear. I'm eager to hear something yeah, about that, yeah. too. We'll, we'll definitely get his comments for sure. Um, so what initially happens is it was supposed to be a 3 o'clock at Atlanta Stadium. Um, Colin Kaepernick goes in. He asks, hey, can we tape this on our own? NFL says no. Um, they want to bring the media in so it's transparent, which I agree with. You know, you definitely, I, I, I'm fine with that. And so the NFL again said no. Um, kind of a lot of shady stuff going on. He had a compl- he had issues with signing a waiver, which is 
from what I've been told, it was almost the exact same as what he signed when he entered the league. So there wasn't right. a real. It basically is. It's what every player has to sign when they step on the field. It's the same thing. Right over um, at the Atlanta Stadium or whatever. There were some waiver issues. With yeah. Going so on, just in case he doesn't go out there and blow out his knee or something, that he can blame it on the turf. Or, right. You know, and and sure there's so many stipulations when it comes to situations like that. So. It, exactly. So they end up moving it from there, where there were scouts there ready to watch him. Um, what, 50 miles away at a high school? Correct. Uh, where he did that, it was live streamed. I got to watch it. Um, I watched a good, the majority of it. What did you uh, think about his performance? So when I first cut it on, I almost cut it right back off because it was just like underthrown, behind the back, you know, over the – it was a bunch of bad throws right off the bat. And he I'm had like, his own receivers there too, didn't he? Didn't he bring his own receivers? I believe so. I don't – I can't confirm that, yeah. but I, I would assume so. He – uh he he was doing all that, and then he 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 seemed like he had gotten warmed up, and then he was throwing some really nice balls. I, I'm, he had a nice deep one, uh, was like on point. His receivers kind of hurt him. All his receivers dropped a lot of balls in that practice, man. I'm like, you you're not helping his case at all. Right. It's not his. And, and a lot of those weren't his fault. But right. He, but he, I mean, at the same time though, like scouts, you know, they're gonna see the if it's right in his hands, the receiver drops it. They're not gonna really look at that really that much. But it does look a lot better when somebody catches it and runs it right. Through, oh yeah, you know every I mean? day of the week. Um, I didn't get to hear any of the interview information. I don't know if they even did that. It since it became such an impromptu sort of thing. Uh, you couldn't hear about his forty-yard dash, his measurements, no. and all that. They didn't show anything about that. No, I. It, the only thing you hear is the the post-workout where he's you know, kind of going at the NFL owners to don't be scared. You know, sign me. All and, thirty-two teams. You need to open your eyes and look, or don't yeah. be scared. I don't know what the exact words were. Yeah, but I don't know. If I don't think that helped case. his cause no. personally at all with that. I mean, if you want to play, you're going on a job interview, bro. You don't talk like that. Exactly. You can't go into somebody and just start saying, Hey, you're going to, you're going to hire me right now. So can I have the job? That's that's not, especially if you've been out of the game, out of a job for three years, right? You need to take a little more humble of approach personally. Yeah. He needs to, uh, you know, it didn't work in my opinion. I don't think it helped his case. I think he should have just gone out there and balled out and just kept his, you know, not said anything, but that's not the type of person he is. Sign a couple autographs and leave. But apparently right now, rumor is that there's just, Zero interest right now for all the teams that are there right now. Reportedly, no teams have contacted him for a job as of yet. Uh, So we'll we'll see what happens with that. Um, If anybody missed the Tua information on Saturday, Tua gets beat up pretty bad. I'll let you go ahead and cover cover that. Yeah, I was actually watching that game. Um, It was just a – wow. I mean, it was – the bad thing about that situation was – there was about a minute and a half, two minutes left in the game. They were up 35 to nothing, or 35-7 in the first half. And then um, Saban, you know, they questioned him after the game. Hey, why are you keeping them in when you're up? It was 35 nothing. When you're 35 nothing, he said, hey, we wanted to run the two-minute drill, and that was it. He was going to be done for the game, which I understand. I get that because obviously when you're up 35 to nothing, you don't need to run a two-minute drill, but it's like practice, you know. Let's practice a two-minute drill. And then um, he gets hit from behind. He falls down. I don't know if he broke his nose or when he was bleeding from the nose and he had a hip injury, broke his hip. Um, horrible, horrible. I feel awful for the kid right there. I mean, you're talking to a guy that's going to be the number one or two pick in the draft and um, got Im- immediately flown out to Houston, got hip surgery. They, they said it was a Bo Jackson hip injury, but I don't think it was that bad. Uh, apparently they're saying he's going to have a full recovery, but it's about, it's going to be about a six months um situations so, springtime yeah springtime so the interesting question right now is going to be does he enter the draft and fall down to the first you know in the second round which i'm sure somebody will take a reach on him he's way too talented not to or do you wait and 
not go in the draft and play next year and most likely be the number one pick, you know, with uh, Burroughs obviously being gone this year, that's going to be the number one pick and, and then get those millions of dollars back. So I don't know. We'll see what the uh, Tua camp has in mind about that. Yeah, a lot, a lot to uh, ponder for him for sure going forward. But for now, just wish him the best. Hope he heals up okay. Yeah, he was in good spirits too. He seeing was. the pictures of him he's over like there, man. Ukulele yeah, in the he, hospital. yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, he's a good kid, man. He, yeah. that, that's what I hear, man. That's yeah, what I hear. Really so, good kid, so I really felt bad about that. Yeah. Well, hopefully he heals up. Maybe he, you know, as bad as it sounds, maybe he caught a good break. You know, not going to the Dolphins or the Bengals. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I never even thought it, about that. That's another thing. Right. That's another. That's another thing. Okay, so. Maybe you do enter the draft. I mean, if you believe in yourself and then you career, get selected by the right team that can groom you and get you better right. and has a great medical staff and medical things like staff that. And, because if you're going to, if you're going to ball out, I mean, and do, you know, you're going to make the money eventually down the road. You if know, if you're that player, kid. you think you are exactly right. And he is going to be that player when he's healthy. I mean, he's just way too talented not to be. I mean, although I, I said the same thing about Jamarcus Russell's and a lot of other busts, but I just, I just don't think that would too. He's just a really talented kid and, Loves the game and has great work ethic. So, like Wes said, man, just wishing the best for him and his family. Yep. And going from a, a really just good kid to another one that's got a lot of a lot of problems going on right now. Uh, Mark Walton, 22 year old on the Dolphins, gets cut after an <clears throat> aggravated assault charge on his uh, what I believe pre- on a pregnant Pre- person. Pregnant girlfriend. Yep. Yeah. At 4:15 um, in the morning, he's serving a four game suspension. I think this happened two weeks into his four game suspension. So we are obviously already had some issues, you know. Um, I think he was suspended the four games for um, three arrests you know, from last year. Yeah, yeah. Per, uh, yeah. per, per NFL.com, uh, Miami Dolphins uh, released him um, after he was uh, charged of this. Uh, the Dolphins spoke out. Uh, Mark, uh, I'm sorry, General Manager Chris Greer. We were made aware of the pol- uh, police matter early this morning regarding Mark Walton. We hold our players to a high standard and take these matters very seriously. We have no further comment at this time. According to the Broward County uh, arrest report, uh, Walton allegedly pushed the victim against a wall and punched her several times in the face and head after an argument. The victim is five weeks pregnant, according to the report, and Walton is the father of the child and was made aware of the pregnancy Sunday. Walton is currently serving a four-game suspension stemming from three arrests last year. The former fourth-round pick was cut by the Bengals in April. Uh, Miami made it clear signing Walton that there would be a zero-tolerance policy, and they stuck to their word and cut him, as they should. And you know what? Nobody should pick him up right there. I mean, if you're talking about a knucklehead right there that's already had you know, a previous history, and to me, in my eyes, you know, anybody hits a woman, period, especially a pregnant woman or whatnot, get out the league. I mean, obviously, Kareem Hunt's back in the league right now, but right. Kareem Hunt's one of those players that's a player, so teams kind of overshadow that when they see a superstar. A you know, but This guy right here doesn't have that kind of status, but it doesn't make it right for Hunt to even be in the league, in my personal opinion. So, I, No, I kind of stand with you on that one as well. I, I agree with that one. We're going to take a quick break, then we're going to move into game picks and uh, get Matt on the show Matt here. Get Matt on the show, yeah. We'll be right back. Right. All right, and we are back doing our game picks. Matt, unfortunately, cannot join us yet. Hopefully, we can get him here before the end of the episode. Maybe we can get some quick picks in for him. Yep. Let's go ahead and get it started. First game Thursday night, Indianapolis at Houston. Massive, massive AFC, AFC South game. Yeah, that's a big one right there. Um Oh, you know what, though, Wes? Hold on real quick, bro. I didn't even put the spreads down on this. Not a problem. So this one's taking place Thursday night, 820. It's going to be on Fox. You can watch it on NFL Network or Amazon if you have Prime. Right now, this is tied for the division lead. The Colts hold the narrow lead due to divisional uh, their divisional matchup. They are three and zero in the division. Their last matchup, October twentieth, the Colts took the win thirty to twenty three in a really close one. 
Brissett uh, had, a, had a very solid game. They're going to be playing without Mac. T.Y. Hilton is a questionable start right now at this point, so we're waiting to see what, what's going to happen with him. Uh, it looks like it is going to be, since they're both teams with domes, it'll be at NRG Stadium. They'll probably have the dome closed because uh, it looks like it's going to be mostly cloudy. But it is going to be 77, so it might be Yeah, nice Houston's up. favorite at home by three and a half points in this game. All right. Like you say, it's a pretty big game for, I think, both teams, obviously. Houston coming off a, Bad a shellacking last week, you know, to uh, Lamar Jackson and company. And um, Indianapolis handing out one to Jacksonville. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll go ahead and start with this one. Yeah. I think it's going to be a really hard-fought game. I'd see Houston rebounding at home. Um, there's no way they can, you know, put back-to-back performances like they did, you know, last week and going into those this week. So I got Houston winning this one in a very close game, 26-24. to I just think they rebound at home to, you know, this is a big win for them to stay in the race. Um, so... I think Deshaun Watson's going to come through and win a close game. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you on that as well. I think they get that done. Will Fuller is getting healthier by the week. Uh, you still have DeAndre Hopkins on that team. You played a great Baltimore Ravens team. Uh, it's actually a good loss, in my opinion, for the uh, Texans. One of those losses where you can really reevaluate yourself as a team. But they got to turn the ship around and get it right. They lost to them once this year. I don't see the Colts uh, sweeping the Texans this year. Right. So give me Houston in this one, 27 uh, 24. Very okay. close game, like you said. Then uh, moving into our Monday games, we had, or I'm sorry, our Sunday games, excuse me. Denver at Buffalo. Denver coming off of just another heartbreaking loss to the Minnesota Vikings. Buffalo getting the win down in Miami. It, it will be played in Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo's at home, favored by four and a half. And the current weather look out over there is, you know, cold and possible snow. Um, Denver's obviously playing a lot better football right now as of late. Um, Buffalo, I think they scored, what, 34, 37 last week? And I think I made a point last week saying that they never scored more than 21 points in the game so far this year. So, I don't know, maybe you know, maybe they're turning that corner a little bit and getting that offense rolling. Uh, another close game I have in this one. I have Denver, you know, obviously giving them a tough fight, but I have Buffalo winning this game at home 28-24. Yeah, I'm kind of the same as you. Buffalo, I'm sorry, Denver has looked much improved with Brandon Allen starting. Uh, they've looked a lot better just because the turnovers have be, been reduced. Uh, but unfortunately, they can't finish games still. And I, we talked about that earlier. You know, unfor- I don't know what it is, but this team cannot finish when it matters. So right. until they prove me wrong, I'm going to go with Buffalo on this one to improve to a very impressive record on the season. Uh, give me Buffalo in this one. Uh, it's going to be a close one. I don't predict weather being the greatest. So 21 to 17. Yeah. It's just Buffalo is just one of those teams that, you know, they're winning, but they're really not blowing teams out. You know, they're just playing hard nosed football. I agree. Uh, Giants, Chicago. That's your next matchup. It will be played at soldier field. Uh, what do we got for spread? Yeah. So the spreads giants at home fair by six and a half. What you got on that? Giants at uh, is it Giants at home or is it or, Chicago sorry, at home? Um, no, Chicago no, it's at a, no, it's New York at Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. So you said Chicago. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm no, sorry. Yep, Chicago's at home. Yeah, favorite so, Soldier Field favored by six and a half. Okay, yeah. yeah, and I'm gonna go with Chicago on that one. While I don't think they're the better team, I do think that they can get up early. Um, and 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 if they can get up early, that defense can win them games. They haven't looked as impressive as they have, you know, last year, for instance. But I think they can get the job done. Trubisky, uh, I I don't know what the deal is with him going in this week if he's getting benched or what's going on, but he's he's not in good shape. But he, I think they actually have better odds if he gets benched. So yeah. give, give me Chicago in this one. It's going to be one of those ugly ones. Man, I, I'm really back and forth on this one. I could definitely go with the Giants, 
But I'm going to stick with Chicago at Soldier Field just because I think home field is definitely going to be a big help for them. 17-14. Yeah, you and I are on the same pace right now with that game. Like you say, I don't think that Chicago – I mean, both these teams are kind of, to me, like a toss-up right here. Right. That's the only reason why I'm going with the home team right here. Right. I really don't see this as that much of an entertaining game. I do think that, you know, um, you know that front for for the Bears, you know, can maybe contain Saquon. Uh, that's the reason why I'm going with the home team in this game. Um, I got uh, what's this? What, what do I have right here on this one? I got um, hold on, let me just find it here on my list real quick. Yep, I got the um, Bears winning this one, 13 to 10. Kind of ugly game, not much yeah. entertainment in it. You know what I mean? A lot of close ones, and you get a lot of those in the Northeast towards this time of year when the weather starts cooling Especially down. Especially when both offenses are just really struggling right now. I, I mean, in the all, I mean, I don't know if um. <clears throat> I don't know how healthy Saquon is. I mean, what did he do last week? I don't even know what the numbers were. I don't think, I don't think really he matters. even played just, last week. Yeah, he didn't even play, so I don't know what's going on. It's kind of one of those games where you just go with the home team. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I agree with you 100%. Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. This is probably a situation where we won't be going with the home team. They'll be without Marquise Pouncey, obviously due to the suspension. Rudolph's going to be getting fine, but he will be playing. Will be playing. Connor's yep. beat up. You're losing probably both your receivers, Juju and, the, Juju and Washington, both in concussion protocol. Uh, yeah, I think that's the reason why this spread is Pittsburgh, you know, even though they're on the road, they're only favored by six and a half. But, you know, with all those people, you know, with all those receivers out and Pouncey, which obviously is a huge part of your team, mm-hmm. you know, your center, the leader of the line out. Um, yeah, Pittsburgh's favored by six and a half in this game. I'll go ahead and take the lead on this one. I yeah. just think that um, Cincinnati's just really bad. I just don't see how they can win this game, even at home. I do think they might be able to try to win this year. I don't know if they're going to go 0-16. Mm-hmm. That's hasn't happened in a while, has it? Since the Browns. Yeah. A couple years ago. Yeah, couple a couple years ago. Times. So, yeah, it did happen a couple years ago. Hey, it might. You never know. Uh, Cincinnati just doesn't have any firepower right now. I think Pittsburgh's defense is definitely going to shut them down for the most part. I got Pittsburgh covering the spread and actually winning this one pretty handily, 24-6. to six. Yeah, I'm, I'm really on the line with this one because the, the injuries are mounting for the Steelers. I mean, they've overcome so much already this season. I don't know how much more they can overcome losing Juju and Washington. Connor's banged up still. Your line's banged up. Your defense is okay, but they're not in the greatest shape either. Uh, I think the defense will come through and get this day, this game done. I don't think it's going to be as big of a, uh, of a deficit as you say. Yep. Um, I'm going to take Pittsburgh in this one, 14-6. Mm-hmm. Could Very be a game like game. that. Yep, absolutely. Very close. Uh, Miami, Cleveland. Miami heading to Cleveland to take on the Browns. What are we looking yeah, at? Yeah, this is pretty much, I think this is our biggest spread of the week. Cleveland's favored really? by 10 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Miami well, obviously playing better ball than they have, you know, to yes. start the season off right there. But um, in Cleveland at the dog pound, Cleveland favored by 10 and a half. What you got? Yeah, I'm going with Cleveland just based on the on the home team. If it was in Miami, I might pick Miami in this game. Uh, you got a lot going on this this Cleveland team is in, like, full-blown danger mode of completely melting down. I mean, they are hanging on for dear life, especially with what happened with Pittsburgh last week. Hopefully the extra time off gave them some time to cool that they cool down. I think they'll they'll recompose themselves as a team, get the job done. Baker Mayfield, albeit while he's a little off at times, he is a good leader on that offensive side of the ball. If they give the ball to Chubb, they can win these games. They just need to continue to give him the ball. He can win you games. I think they're going to get a little too preoccupied in Kareem Hunt, which is becoming concerning. But I think if they can stick with Chubb, give him the limelight, give him the starts, give him the runs, they get the job done. Give me 20-14 to 14 Cleveland. I don't think it's going to be a big a big uh, blowout by any means. Yeah, I have this game kind of close, you know, for a little while. Then I have Cleveland pulling away. I think the motions are going to be really high in Cleveland, especially after last week's 
you know, game with Pittsburgh. Um, I do think they, you know, get a win at home to show their fans, you know, give them something to get a little bit excited about, mm. even though, you know, their road to the playoffs is pretty much, I don't know, what is the situation? You pretty much got to win out or you really can't it's, afford like a loss. It's it's bleak at the it's best. It's very bleak. And um, obviously, you know, with Miles Garrett, arguably the, you know, one of the top players, you know, in the NFL on the defense side of the ball, you'll definitely see a little hit on that right there. Um, but I do have Cleveland pulling away a little bit late and this one went in 24 to 7. All right. Tampa Bay at Atlanta. Tampa Bay uh, coming off a loss last week. Atlanta shrunk back-to-back divisional wins. Impressive blowouts as well. Yeah, yeah. Not even just wins. I mean, yeah, they, yeah, they, they were blowing teams out the last two weeks. Yeah, they're at home favored by four and a half. Atlanta's favored for the first time in a while, man. You know, so. Yeah, uh, that scares me. Uh, that scares me a lot. I think that uh, this is a game Jameis Winston can win against an Atlanta team, it, albeit it is in Atlanta. It's not really a far drive. It's in a dome, so it doesn't really take you know yep. much out of anything. You know, you're pretty much getting very similar weather conditions. Division you know, game. They always play each other hard. Correct. Yep. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with the hot hand in this one. Uh, not feeling confident at all about this one, but I'm gonna take Atlanta in a close one. It's going to be a shootout. If they're going to be in it at all, it's going to it's going to have to be a shootout. So give me them 31 to 28. Both both quarterbacks flinging the ball like crazy. You and I are pretty much spot on. Just a little off on the score right there. I'm going with the home team, the hot hand right now. Yep. I'm going with the Falcons in this one. I think um, uh, I can see Jameis Winston throwing for a lot of yards right now, even though the secondary for Atlanta's played really well. Um, you know, uh, Trufant and um, my guy um, – uh, Ricardo Allen, you know, mm-hmm. that's been really mm-hmm. stepping it up here lately. I just think this is just one of those typical Tampa Atlanta games, you know, that you're going to just see a lot of a lot of action, um, division game. But I got um, Atlanta winning this one 34-24. 34-24, both going in with Atlanta. Yeah. And we'll continue with the NFC South and do the next matchup, Carolina at New Orleans. Pair of division rivalries going on here. Carolina – Heading to the Superdome and to take on the Saints. What are we looking at for a spread? Yeah, Saints are favored by nine and a half points. Yeah. Carolina's on one of those teams right now. They're man. stumbling. They're, just, they're stumbling right now. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, unfortunately, this just kind of seems to be the motto of them the last few years. You know, a team that really starts off hot and, um, you know, gets everybody excited and then just starts to dwindle towards the end of the season. What's your take on this one? Yeah, um, after last week's performance by Kyle Allen, that left a lot to be expecting. My fantasy team is still hurting from that. Um, I got to go with the Saints here. I think this is the game where they put the nail in the coffin in the division and, and kind of create their massive separation that they really already have. But they're going to just you know, exponentially build that. They're going to win this game. I think they're going to cover the spread as well. 34-17 New Orleans. Okay. Yep. I think this game is going to be – a little bit closer than you. I have the um, I have Carolina covering the spread. I just think New Orleans now with Breeze, this is his third game back, so mm-hmm. he's definitely gonna be feeling a lot more comfortable. You know, right. coming off that injury right now, they're playing in the dome. Everybody knows it's a really tough place to play. Oh yeah. Um, New Orleans has a tough defense. They have a tough front seven right there, so obviously they're gonna be focused on McCaffrey a lot. I do see McCaffrey having a decent day, um, but I do have New Orleans win this game, 32 to 24. 32-24. New Orleans coming away with it. Seattle at Philadelphia. Seattle heading to the East Coast to take on the Eagles. Eagles coming off the loss. Uh, Philly, Seattle, fa- Philly favorite at home by one and a half. Yep, Seattle yep. coming back from the bye week. Uh, good time to prepare there probably in the area. Could already. be a good thing or bad thing. You know how yep. the, the things go off those bye weeks. So, yeah, going across the country though. 
Oh yeah, I'm going with uh, I'm going with what I think is the better team. Personally, I'm taking Seattle in this one. I think Seattle wins this game uh, pretty handedly. I think it's going to be a, a, a 31-32 to to 13 victory, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russell Wilson continues to be a dominant MVP candidate. The defense is slowly starting to come together for this team. They're getting better and better by the week. Chris Carson's been secretly doing really good. Yes, he has. Um, and I think he's been underplayed a lot with how much Russell Wilson typically does in this season. Uh, he's helped tremendously. Lockett has been amazing. He's is Lockett been, back, by the way? Or I, I don't have a confirmation on him yeah. starting or anything like that, but I know he that bye week was much needed for him. Then you right. have Metcalf. We didn't see a lot of Josh Gordon. Hollister stepped up big for uh, Will Disley at the tight end position. So there's a lot of good things going on in that team right now, but I'm going to take uh, Seattle in that one, 32, uh, 32-13. 32-13. All right. Yeah, I, um, I'm kind of on board with you right there, but I have it as a much closer game. Mm-hmm. Um, Philly's just one of those teams that's going to battle. You know, they really don't get blown out. They're um, coming off a loss, obviously, in New England. Uh, they're playing at home against a big-time opponent. Um, I'm not sold on Carson Wentz. I don't know what happened to Me him either. right now, man. You know, it just seems like these new-era quarterbacks right now, you know, with the um, Lamar Jacksons and the uh, – um, Sean Watson. Sean Watsons. Patrick and, Mahomes. Uh, Mahomes and all these guys are just kind of taking over those traditional drop-back quarterbacks right mm-hmm. now. Young guys are taking over. And, you know, Russell Wilson, to me, I, I have this as a really close game, and I think Russell Wilson just does it again, man, you know, yep. late in the game. Uh, that's what he does, man. That's his motto. He's clutch wherever it is, on the road or at home. And I have Seattle win this one in a closer game than West, though. I got Seattle winning 23-20. to Detroit at Washington. Washington just, I mean, falling apart. And Detroit trying to get something right. Driscoll in starting uh, for Matt Stafford. I would assume that would still be the case this week. Offense looked good for Detroit last they week did. against Dallas, though. And Driscoll actually kind of surprised me a little bit with his legs. I remember watching him here at University of Florida. I didn't know he had the mobility like that. But then again, Dallas's defense isn't where they should be. But offense is not really their issue right now is their defense. I'm, yeah. take, I'm taking Detroit, man. Yeah. With the spread. Um, Detroit's only favored by three and a half at yeah. Washington. I'm taking Detroit in this one. I, I The spread's probably due to Driscoll being in there. I think that will prob- that spread will probably change closer to game time, uh, but I am taking the Detroit Lions in this one. I think they just have their they have it overall better together. They have better coaching. They have a better staff. They have a better you know a better team in a lot of areas than the Redskins do. The Redskins, I mean, after seeing Dwayne Haskins plead with his offensive line, they just laugh it off. That's all I needed to see. That's horrible. I can I've never seen anything like that, man. Yep. Give me Detroit in this one and a laugher. Uh, 28 to 3. I mean, it's going to be rough. I agree with you to a point. Um, yeah, Dwayne Haskins and the Redskins, they're just in like debacle right now. Um, the poor guy's running for his life. Number, first of all, I don't even think he should be playing in the first place right now, mm. but they just really have nothing. <laughs> they, I mean, just throw the guy to the wolves. I mean, yeah. I mean, they just have no other options right now just to get this guy some game experience and live bullets. Matt Patricia's defense over there in oh, yeah. Detroit. They're going to play. Yeah, I mean, he's going to get him to play. Yeah, I mean, obviously – they haven't produced like they should be in Patricia being a defensive guy. Mm-hmm. I was watching with my buddy Kevin last week, who's a big Detroit fan, and we played Dallas. We were watching together. He's so frustrated. He wants Patricia out, but I think they're going to come in and take care of business over in um, D.C. There probably won't even be but half the fans in the stadium now. There was none last people, week. I think a lot of people are just giving up on that team right now. All yes. my buddies from back home are just not even watching the games right now. To be I, honest I don't blame them. I don't so, blame them. Um, yeah, I got Detroit winning this one, 23-13. Yep, not a close one. It's, uh, a couple of – you know, fairly sized games yeah. as far as scores concerned. Oakland going to the New York Jets Stadium to take them on. Oakland has been on fire lately. The Jets getting a, 
a half two win versus the Redskins. What are we looking at for a spread? Yeah, Oakland's favored by two and a half going on the road. Yeah, this is a tough one. I think this is going to be a lot closer game than people are, are giving it credit for. Uh, I, I was kind of big on the Jets to start the season, though, and I thought the New England game was going to be a close game. That was kind of the beginning of their downhill spiral. Uh, that being said, it, it is West Coast to East Coast trip for the uh, for the Raiders. It's going to be a tough game. It's in New York. I don't care what anybody says. It's always going to be a tough game in New York. Give me Oakland in this one in a nail biter. Seventeen sixteen. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of going on the I'm kind of going on the opposite side of this right now, man. I actually like you know I don't, Sam Darnold's not seeing the ghost that he did a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. three weeks ago. Um, you know, Oakland's really hot right now. They're going across country. I think they've won maybe what three in a row, four in a row. I'm not sure, but um, Gruden has them playing some really good football. But I actually like what I see out of the Jets here lately. I think they're trying to get some things going, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I actually have this as a little bit of an upset. I got the Jets winning this one 20 to 14. See, and I can see that too. I was kind of going back and forth on it. I, I was kind of looking at the Jets as well because I think they can handle this game. I think they're finally starting to you know, get past everything that's been happening. Like you said, the ghosts and stuff like that. They're kind of getting right. past that. Um I still have Oakland. I think Gruden's got these guys rolling right now. And, and, and he's put them in position right now. Are they leading the division right now, right? No, it's, or, it's the Chiefs still. The Chiefs still have the, the Chiefs division still, by what, yeah, a game? A game. And, but they still play each other again, too. So, Correct. I mean, so it's, it's not over by any means. The, the Chiefs aren't walking away with that division like we all thought they were. Denver wins a couple of those heartbreakers, and all four teams are right in it. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville heading to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Jacksonville got the win earlier in the season, but they took the loss for the Colts last week. Titans... I believe had a bye week last week, so they'll be coming up fresh. Yeah, Tennessee's favored by three and a half at home. I'll go ahead and start off with this one mm-hmm. and let you finish it off. Um, I see Nick Foles coming back. You know, just he has a week underneath his belt coming off the injury, um, and he didn't look that bad that last week. To be honest with you, like you said, I think he completed what seventy percent of his passes. Mm-hmm. They need to get you know they need to get Fournette you know going, and I think they're going to really emphasize that in this game. I agree, you know, obviously, because he is the key to their success to winning the games. Um, in Tennessee, another team that is very unpredictable, but I, I see Jacksonville rebounding after last week's really tough loss, and I see them really focusing hard this week and putting up a few more points than a lot of people would think. I got them winning 27 to 14. All right. Well. Yeah, what you got? I sat back and forth on this game for a while. I, I, I try and put bias aside whenever I do this this sort of stuff, but this is a must win scenario for this coaching staff so this is almost like seasons on the line type this stuff right now jobs, like this is the this is game jobs right? are on the line Job, okay this is yeah. jobs are on the line and there's some multiple reasons and i'll go into it since we're we're kind of ahead of the game anyway um with jacksonville like i said the last two games they've allowed over 200 yards in rushing back-to-back weeks that is a problem you cannot consistently have you're about to play derrick henry who has notably torn this franchise up from the running game you know he is going to be the centerpiece of this offense brian Tannehill can throw the ball Damn well. But I believe in the secondary, and I believe they can stop them. It's all going to come down to how they prepare that front four to go against Derrick Henry in that offensive line. And if they don't stop him early on, you could very well see. If they have another 200-yard night, I would not be surprised if you see Wash gone this week. And that's big because he's been really? one of the very few pieces that stuck around through a lot of this restructure. He's been the one really? centerpiece. I think he could be gone. He's on a very tight rope right now. And Marone's not in any better of shape, nor is any of the upper management. That well, you know, Coughlin, Coughlin doesn't play around with that stuff, man. He's no, not so, used to all that losing and stuff like that. And he'll get frustrated. He'll make a 
decision. This quick. could be an off-season clean house, which could set up some pretty interesting things going forward between Nick Foles and Gardner Minshew, depending on how the season comes out. This is a must-win game for Jacksonville, and I'm going to take them in it. I think they're going to yeah, get Yeah, being on the road, that would be a, a big win and a job-saving win for a lot of a people. At least keep you going Tennessee. for another week or two. Yep. You know? a, a season sweep of Tennessee would be massive, considering they have rarely been able to do that in their history. Uh, give me a Vrabel's gonna have these kids. He's gonna have them ready to go, man. Like it, it's gonna be a good game. I, I oh man. I'm taking Jacksonville almost begrudgingly in this one. I think they're gonna find a way to allow under 200 yards rushing. They're gonna shut Henry down. He's gonna have a he's gonna rip off a big run late. But give me Jacksonville in it. 21-17. Extremely tight game. Yep, we're very similar on that right there. Should be a good one to watch. What time is that? A one o'clock or it's a four? It's a four o'clock game. Which All right. Is so what, you, what do you work on? What do you work on? I Sunday? will be off by three, so I will be in right, time to go. catch it. There you go. Dallas at New England. Yeah, New England favorite at six by six and a half at home. I'll go ahead and start this one. Yeah. Um, this is going to be. I. Uh, this is a big game for Dallas. Uh, New England, of course, it's an important game. If you listen to Belichick, every game is as important as the last. But this is a big game for Dallas for a multitude of reasons. Uh, coaching. Your running game needs to get back on track. We need to see Dak is the only thing you don't have a question about. The defense has a lot of questions. My guess is they will. This will be the first game you might actually see uh, New England try and shut down Dak, and instead of, of going after Zeke, because Zeke seems to be getting held pretty in check by most teams. And if most teams can do it, Bill Belichick can surely do it without breaking too much of a sweat. So I think he's going to try and shut down the the receiving game, especially Cooper um, and. Uh, in Gallup, uh, Cobb will get his yards, I think, but I think Cooper and Gallup are going to get shut down. Or, uh, yep, and uh, I, I, Dallas is going to come out strong, I think. I think they're going to start strong. Dak's going to have that ball flying, but the young QBs have no luck in, in New England, and I'm taking the Patriots until they prove me wrong. 28-24. Yeah, this is, um, you know, Dallas plays at a competition. You know, like, We'll sit around and we'll lose to the Jets and Dolphins type mm-hmm. teams. And yes. then, you know, we always try to win those big time primetime games. But you're going to Foxborough at four o'clock, you know, and the Patriots are what, eight, nine and one right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're obviously rolling. This is Brady time. This is his time of year right now. You know, Brady's offense hasn't really been going like, you know, he thought it would be going. I do see that this could be a game against a really bad secondary for the Cowboys right now, where I think that New England can get back on track. And like you just pointed out right now, I think they're really going to try to shut down Dak because you know how Belichick dials up oh, defenses. Yeah. He'll rush two and drop nine back and just do he's, some crazy stuff. He finds nobody's a way to ever take away it. your best offense. And nobody's ever done it like he's done it before. I think they do try to get Zeke back on track. And I mm-hmm. do think that um, Dak will struggle. A little, or not struggle. He won't have the numbers that he had no, in the last correct. two games correct. or whatnot. Yes. I think this is going to be a very entertaining game. I just don't see Dallas's defense and, you know, I see New England's offense and Brady, you know, in a big time game against the Dallas Cowboys at home. Mm-hmm. Um, Brady's just being too much um, for the Cowboys, but I have it a really close game, but I got New England winning 23 to 20. Yeah. If the defense, can, if Dallas can find a way to prevent turning the ball over, they have a very good chance of winning this game. If Dak doesn't throw a bunch of interceptions, if Zeke holds onto the ball, and if they can keep themselves in, in somewhat decent field position, if that defense can get some good stops early on, putting them in favorable punt, punting situations, they have a very good chance to win this game. Right. They have the they have the talent to be a December team, you know, that, that, that winter team. They have that talent on the field. And with Dak playing the way he's playing, MVP caliber play, he I don't see any reason why they can't win this game. So I wouldn't be shocked if Dallas won this game, but I'm going to take New England at home. 
On, uh, yeah. Maybe if it's in Dallas, we might have a little bit different of it. I might even have it a little bit tighter, but and and New England, I'm taking the Patriots. It's all going to come down to the defense, you know, Maroney and Richard, you know, with that secondary, like mm-hmm. how they're going to dial things up against Brady because, you know, Brady's going to dink and dunk all game long, which might benefit us because we have really strong linebackers and, you know, bookends, but I, it's just it's just really hard for me, especially the way the Dallas defense has been playing as of late right now, to um, see them going into Foxborough against Tom Brady, like you say, until he proves me wrong. It right. seems just hard for me to see how they pull that one out. If they do, then that could be that could set them up for a really big little roll right there if they can take that W. But I just see them pulling it. I just see New England pulling that one out late. Uh, your Sunday night game, Green Bay at San Francisco. What a matchup, man! That's a, yeah, that's, that's going to be another back good back one right there. Yeah, yeah, San Fran's at home, favored by three and a half points. Um, I have a crazy score in this game, to be honest with you. I just don't even know what to expect. Uh, San Fran rebounded really well last week. They, um, had a really big win. Did Green Bay had a, Green Bay had a bye, right? Correct. Yep. Green Bay had a bye. Aaron Rodgers really doesn't get rusty off of buys. As a matter of fact, I think I read a stat that he's ridiculously great record coming off a of bye. San Fran's at home night game. That team is in major contention. Defense is playing great. Garoppolo had, what, four touchdowns, 400 yards passing or something last week, I believe. He beasted pretty, it. Yeah, yeah, he had a really good game. Man, I got this one as a crazy score. I got San Fran winning this 18-17 to 17 and just a, a, in a wild, entertaining game. I'm going to stay up for that one for sure. This is the time of year where we're going to start seeing either the emergence or the decline of the Green Bay Packers. It's about this time every year where they start either getting on a roll or they fade out of the playoff hunt. I think they will get into it, and I think this is going to be a statement win for them. It's going to help Seattle get uh, get in this playoff or this division race a little bit better. Um, I'm taking the Green Bay Packers in, an, in what I call an upset. I think it's going to be an upset, especially being that it's in California. I'm going to take Green Bay in this one. Kind of a weird score like you, but it's going to be extremely tight. 21-20. Green Bay. Yep, yep. I have a feeling it's going to be one of those games, too. Yeah, that's going to be a fun one to watch. In your Monday night or Baltimore, LA, in California. Yeah, uh, if you're a Rams fan, your season's kind of on the line, and you don't want to see this team coming into town. Can I take the lead on this one? It's all yours. Baltimore's on the road, favored by three and a half. Obviously, Lamar Jackson is... um, Playing MVP football right now. Yes. You know, like two weeks ago against the Bengals, he ran wild, and then everybody's – no, not nobody said anything. But then this week, he's like, all right, let me not use my legs as much and throw for four touchdowns. And, you know, I mean, he's just showing that – I mean, he's not going to be a receiver in the NFL. It's a jack not, of all man. trades. Yeah, he's, uh, he's doing something special right now, and it's actually a thing of beauty to watch. Um, I got to roll with Baltimore, man. Like, I'm just – you know, the Rams got a lot of talent on that football field. But I think – I just – I really still think that that trade, getting rid of a, uh, uh, Peters and uh, Tlaib, you know, for um, Ramsey, I, I just will never get that trade. Jacksonville is always – Jacksonville, to me, will always get the better end of that trade. And I can't wait to see what they do with those draft picks. Oh, yeah. We'll have and, a draft um, special again. I got, Yeah, absolutely. You know and um, I just think the Lamar show continues. I don't think Goff, you know, can match up with him in a shootout or whatever type game they have going on. I think Ingram's running really hard right now. Everything is clicking for Baltimore. I see Marcus Peters, you know, going back there, having a little chip on his shoulder. You just traded me, boy. I'm coming back into L.A. right now. And um, I see him making a play. It might not be a pick or pick six, but just playing really some hard-nosed football right there. Um, Close game, but I got Baltimore winning 28-21. to Yeah, I got Baltimore going into town winning this game. And, and kind of to touch on what you what you went with, both teams have great defenses. 
while I think the the Rams have a good offense, it's just not clicking right now. It's just not. I, I'm sorry. I don't take a. I don't take. I I like the Gurley's just not the same, bro. It's I like the, I like the Bears defense. I think they're very talented, but this is a whole nother monster you're going up against because you have to worry about the offensive side too. Uh, that defense is one of the best in the league. Uh, that's no doubt that uh that L. A. Rams defense they can definitely ball out. That's without a doubt. But this this Baltimore team is something else, man. I. I haven't seen anything like this in a while. They are impressive. I'm taking the Ravens in this one. I think they start. They can. This is another. I'll make it five straight wins with 14 plus uh, point uh, margin. So give me them 28-13. Lamar Jackson figures a way to get it done. He just figures a way to get it done, and I just hope, hope, hope this dude stays healthy, man. Like just stay healthy for yeah, me because this yeah, is... because if he doesn't, man, then yeah, that's it. But I mean, they're fun to watch, man. Yeah. And this team is just on a roll right now, man. They're they're on a roll. If they can go in there and make that win, <sighs> make that seven in a roll, and you know everybody's talking about Lamar right now. Um, yeah, they're fun, man. I, I was asking a couple of people at work today. You know, you know the power rankings came out, and mm-hmm. a lot of guys that know a lot of football like us whatnot and um, follow it. And um, a lot of people are saying they think Baltimore is the best team in football it right now, be, man. I think, you know, honestly, it's between them and and, and uh, the Saints. Yeah. Uh, the Patriots, obviously, are a good team. We don't right. give them enough credit just because of the Patriots, but they do play six games in the AFC East, too. So right. we can't forget that. Right. Can't give them too much credit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I have them in my power rankings. I have Baltimore 1. I have New Orleans 2, San Francisco 3, Seattle 4, New England 5. That's my 5. So... Yeah. Um, let's go ahead and do our locks. We're going to do locks. Yeah, what about our standings last yeah. week? So, yeah, yeah. Last, on, man, my best yeah. week I've ever had, right? So Bobby <laughs> ties the record with Robbie for the best week ever, 14 – or excuse me, 13-1, and one, only one loss. Me and Matt, not as lucky. I I finished with we, – we've all had rebound weeks. We all had multi-digit you know, wins. I went 11-3. and three, Matt went 10-4. and four. You still lead the standings, and you gained even farther on us now. You're 105-57. and 57. I'm 96-66, and 66, and Matt's 93-69. and 69. You did, however, lose your lock. Matt won his lock, and I won my lock. Here, what are you on the lock this so, year? Nine so and one or ten and one? Ten and one for me. You and Matt are tied at seven and four. So okay. We're, we're gonna do the locks a little yeah. bit differently this week since we're yeah. piling up teams. I was about to say because I was gonna be like, instead of you naming them all off, so I don't have to yeah. sit there and remember them. I was just gonna name a team, and if I didn't let's, have well, them, right, we want to change it up. I, let's just have some fun with it. Let's just you know look at the schedule. Let's not pick a don't pick a Miami, Cleveland. You know, pick a right. pick a something good game. That, something like a spread that was you know like five and under or something. Correct. You know, something like, like five that. or six and under. It yeah. doesn't even have to be that. Just a competitive matchup. You've already ran away with this whole lock thing right there, man. So. It's Unless pretty, you want to start over, whatever. No, I'm gonna keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, keep so, going. So, so based off the games this week, or this weekend, give me your lock. Who do you think's gonna lock it up this weekend? Uh, you know what? Looking at it right now, I'll be honest with you. Um, and not one of those big blowout games. Um, and you know, Washington is favored by one and a half in this game, but I'm taking the Jets as a lock. To be honest with you, man, I Jets, think the Jets okay. are gonna take like them. That. You know, I, like I picked it lock. six. Or no, hold on. No, no, no. That was last week's. I was looking at. My bad. Hold on. I was over here looking at last week's uh, picks. You're good, um, you're good. Who are the Jets playing this week, though? Oakland because I, do, I got the Jets as my lock. He does. Oakland, He's doing bro. it. Man, He's I, doing yeah, it. I'm going it. And I, I picked them to win in our picks, so I'm a roll with the I'm a roll with the Jets. Yeah. Yeah, man, I like that. See, that's a good. That's what I'm talking about when you're picking your yeah. lock. See, I don't want you. I to... got to pick a team that I picked to win as my lock. You yeah, know, right? So, exactly. Yeah. My lock is going to be. Let's see what we got here. 
I'm looking at all of these. I want to take a challenging lock. So I'm going to do the same thing you did. I'm going to go with one we disagreed on. And I'm going to take Green Bay on the lock in San Francisco. Not only the upset, but also the lock. I think I like Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, and that team are going to come out balling. Blake Martinez on the defensive side is a beast. Okay. Um, give me Green Bay with the upset, the win, and really the beginning of their uh, their rise in the NFC power rankings. Yeah, I mean, Green Bay is uh, – I mean, it's a fight between them and Minnesota right now, right? Yep. So. And Minnesota's not fighting too hard. No, they're not. Unless they're, they play unless they play the Cowboys. Or Denver. <laughs> or Denver. Yeah. So uh, that's going to wrap You're it gonna up. You're going to put those up on the, uh, on yeah, the website? Yeah, I'm going right to get there, them up this weekend. that that you put. Matt will send the picks in. Yeah, I'm a little jammed up, but I'll definitely get those in this yep. week. We'll get working on trying to get – Yeah, uh, Nick's going to be in. I'm going yeah, to send him, reach out to him here later in this evening. Hopefully, we can get him in either tomorrow or um, – Obviously, you know, he's a busy guy with his schedule, but um, he's excited oh, yeah. to get on the show. Um, and um, he'll definitely be on. It's just a matter of when, and it shouldn't be too long. Can't wait. Yep. Well, for Bobby, I'm Wes, and this has been The Extra Point. We will see you next week. Take care.